welcome to the Purpose Marriage Podcast. If you are in a marriage that is damaged or broken and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you will find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse to a closer walk with the Lord and each other. God can and does heal marriages no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hi, this is Tom Larson with Purpose Marriage. I'm the host of our show. With me, as always, is my wife, Amy Larson. Amy, say hello. Hello. We, we were, she's laughing right now because she, she wanted me to introduce her a certain way, and I didn't. <laughs> So yeah. Well, and he also we already forgot, started out with. He also forgot how to. I forgot what my the uh, intro opening lines read because Why is it's that? been it's been so long. How long since it's been... we've been on air? I and think it's been months. Our uh, our apologies to our listening audience. Uh, Amy, if you want to tell them what we've been dealing with, I can I can sort of uh, uh, just. Fill Quickly, somebody. Well, maybe uh, there's been a lot of sickness, and uh, it's it's only right now that I I feel back to normal and able to be able to do these uh, recordings. Yeah. So we started out. We 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 took turns basically. I had a severe sinus infection. Then Tommy ended up with a severe sinus infection the following week, and then <laughs> we both thought at that point. Maybe we had COVID. You thought maybe you had COVID at that point. Yeah. Right. Yes. And so did not. we did not. And then what, two weeks following my first uh, diagnosis of a severe infection, um, I did end up with COVID. And Tommy, uh, the doctor basically said, you know, your, your whole house is going to be quarantined. He can come in and get tested if he wants to, but I mean, what's the point? Because <laughs> you're in the same household. And, you live with him. Yeah. He'll just, probably get it too. Yeah. Just assume that he has it as well. So um, the boys, Tommy and I, were all quarantined for two weeks. And um, luckily, our symptoms weren't severe. In fact, the only reason that I knew I had COVID is because I lost my sense of smell and taste. Yeah. Um, so, and Tommy... Well, and you know for sure that you had it. I yes. never was diagnosed with it. No, I, I may have had uh, some symptoms, but that could have carried over from the sinus infection right. that I had. So, so yeah. we'll never, the world will never know. <laughs> we think that he probably had it, um, but it, it wasn't bad for us or for me, I should say. Um, because I know I did have it, but towards the very end, I was having um, what they refer to as shortness of breath. I, it wasn't that I was having, um, you know, problems breathing, like walking up and down the steps or anything like that. It was just like I couldn't fully breathe. I felt like that I couldn't wait, wait. fully Wait, It get wasn't my... that you had problems breathing, but I just couldn't fully breathe? You did have problems breathing then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Normal breathing, I, I mean, right? normal breathing. No, it, I should have said, I'm, or I meant to say, in my mind, I did say shortness of breath. We, we strive to always be accurate and truthful here. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, clearly I'm doing great with my words today. But 
no, what I'm saying is it wasn't like my activities were, it was difficult for me to, to breathe. Like if I walked up the steps, it was really, really hard. I just couldn't get a full deep breath without it feeling like it was catching. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it was weird. But anyway, um, I found some deep breathing exercises, which were actually spectacular. I did those. And within two days, all of those problems were solved and I was back to normal. Yeah, you got back to normal. And then, yes. and then something you. happened to me. I had something going on with my lungs. We think that it probably was lingering COVID-related Lingering COVID issues, if issues. I had COVID, but we don't know. So <laughs> yeah. we're not really sure. Did go to the uh, doctor, had uh, different tests. and Chest x-rays. Yeah, nothing came back. It was, I got to tell you, it was very painful and they don't know what it was. Um, I, I just know that I don't want it again. <laughs> yeah. And, um, at this point, uh, I've been in past few days now, I've been able to, uh, function normally, uh, breathe normally. Yes. Uh, but no I think trouble. it was about what, six to eight weeks of just, and we are never sick. I mean, we really aren't. So it was very well, out of the ordinary. It's very rare yes. uh, that we're out of commission. And so, um, it was we like have, one thing after another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never could get fully healed. And so... And then on top of that, we are boxing things up and moving things out. Well, between the, the sickness and uh, the move and the other things that we're dealing with, uh, we've had a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but really, the sickness is what sort of um, kept us away. So... For all of you who have been waiting for a new episode, uh, here it is. And this is this is a good episode because uh, we titled it Answering Your Questions. And we have asked for our listening audience to write in and submit questions that we can uh, look at and hopefully provide uh, answers to. And that's what we're going to be doing today. Uh, we do have a theme verse, as we do every week, James 1.5. It reads, If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. And that's a very important verse because especially during your uh, separation and divorce or any other time uh, where you're experiencing uh, trauma or you're going through a trial or hardship, mm -hmm. you really need um, discretion in terms of how to properly process and move forward. Uh, with regards to the decisions that you are making. And God promises to give us that wisdom if we ask Him, we right. seek Him. Very, very important. So uh, let's go ahead and dive right in to these questions. Uh, the first one is from Cindy. And I uh, want to thank all of those who uh, wrote in. Uh, we appreciate it. Her question is, how did you survive the divorce process knowing it was wrong, and that God hates divorce. I'm just really struggling with being a part of something I know God hates. I've done all I can try to do to reach my husband, and he is in God's hands now. So I guess that's something we could probably both speak to, mm -hmm. but uh, I'll allow you to go first. How did you, how did you survive the process knowing that it was wrong, given that... You're the for, prodigal. If you all are just... <laughs> tuning in, if you've not heard our story, Amy was the prodigal. That is to say, she was running from God during the divorce. 
prior to that, I had been running from God and not leading like I should have been for 10 years of my marriage. So uh, we ended up in the position of having to deal with all of this sin in both my heart and Amy's heart. And so, uh, but when it gets to the point of divorce, you've, you've reached another level. Right. All right. And so, Amy, how did you, how did you process? Because you knew deep down that it was wrong what right. you were pursuing. Yeah, and um, I mean, this is obviously my answer is not going to be today what it would have been then. So I'm going to be answering from the prodigal's point of view. And um, how did I survive the divorce process knowing it was wrong and that God hates divorce? As the prodigal, and we just discussed this with um, another person yesterday, I looked at it as you know what, there's a lot other sins that are way worse than divorce. And I just kind of put to the side, you know, the, the verse in Romans that talks about, you know, should we, when grace abounds, um, what did, what then should we, (laughs) what then shall we say, should we continue in sin that grace may abound, may abound. abound. (sighs) Right. He, he always will say it in like, King James version, because that's what he learned. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying right now. (laughs) I know it. And shall we continue in (laughs) sin that grace may abound by no means. Means. Yes. 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 Okay. So anyway, but sorry, folks. Yeah. We are just give us grace because we are just coming back. (laughs) Um, We'll be more polished next time. But Mm. I kind of pushed that verse to the side and just kind of said, oh, well, you know, God will give grace and just ignored that verse entirely and pretty much decided in my mind that, well, you know, God will forgive me of this. Um, There are worse things than divorce and I deserve this because my husband is so terrible. Like I was just looking to get as far from him um, as possible and to not uh, have anything to do with him. You you deserved what you felt was the liberation and freedom. Yes. Right. right. Um, which is absolutely ridiculous. And again, I would not answer this in the same way. But for me, you know, you, you justify your sinful behaviors. And this was my justification that, well, there's a lot worse things I could be doing. And, you know... If this is as bad as it gets, well, you know, God will forgive me of divorce one day. Well, I think, I think too, part of the issue for you was, is that you weren't processing it. No. Uh, if you were truly processing it as a believer who was seeking God's will, you would come to the point of repentance. Right. You were rebelling against yes. that. Yes, completely. And so you, you were hard-hearted and uh, basically didn't want, you wanted what you wanted Right. And I mean, and also I know she didn't mean for us to pick it apart word by word, but how did you survive? I didn't survive the divorce. I mean, I, I basically just doubled down on my rebellion towards the Lord, um, by saying I'm, 
going to go through with the divorce no matter what, no matter what God says, no matter what the word says, no matter what anybody says, I'm doubling down on my rebellion and just pushing it forward. All right. So it wasn't a matter of of survival for you. You were pursuing it. You were running towards it. Yeah. There was no surviving it because I, you know, I was just pushing, pushing towards it. But all the while also, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, you'll know that I was completely broken. Like I would cry myself to sleep at night. And I mean, all of the questions that I would, you know, ask, like, how, how am I going to live? You know, how, like, how am I going to support myself? How am I going to support our children? How, how am I going to, you know, what are vacations going to look like? And just all of these things that it's like, you know, God was actually saying, well, it can look like what it would look like when you were married because you're, you're running from me right now. So you can turn around, but I chose not to do that. From my point of view, in terms of surviving the divorce, uh, knowing it was wrong and I I didn't want to go along with it because I knew it was wrong. Right. So, uh, that was a conviction of mine. Like, no, I'm not doing this. This is wrong. And he let me know that in in a loving way. I mean, you didn't like hammer that home in a mean way, but in a loving way. You you, knew very well where I stood. You knew that the entire time. Um, Well, and I think I would also say, now that I'm thinking about it, I would also say to you, though, oh, yeah, God hates divorce. Well, God also hates how you treated me for 10 years. You know, I would would always throw it back in your corner. Which at that point, I would own that. And I would say... Yes, you are right. He was not pleased with the way that I was treating you. That was all wrong, and I've repented of that. And but but it would be left at that. Yeah. Well, so I, then the onus is on you to. Oh, right. I see. Well, then, I'm. You're, I'm. But I, remember, I should acknowledge that divorce is wrong. I mean, you're owning up to this, but I'm not going to own right. up to right. Well, the, but do you remember how I responded? Because I do. Go go ahead. Yeah, I would respond when he would say that and own it. Um, I would basically come back and say so. What do you think? You can just get off scot-free and I'm just supposed to forgive you? Well, yeah, actually, that's like, that's what's biblical. I mean, and it doesn't mean that he gets off because he will have to pay for what he has done. And it's not a, it's okay, or a, well, let's look past the sin, but Am I supposed to just forgive you? Actually, yes. That is biblical. Well, that is that is your role at that point. But as to your point about getting off scot-free, uh, no, God had to break me completely. Right. I experienced severe punishment. Mm-hmm. So th- there was no getting off. Sc- I, I, I experienced more pain uh, during that time than ever before, more so than deaths, um, any, anything else, uh, physical that I may have experienced right. in terms of physical, physical pain, pain. It, it was horrible. So God completely broke me. So, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I don't know that I even tried to argue at that point. Uh, it might have been one of those cases where I just... No, you were just silent. But you know, I mean, to I zipped me... I my lips and there's no arguing with her at this point. Right. there, And there wasn't. I just, I wanted to take vengeance and I wanted you to know what it felt like 
for me for those 10 years. And I just wanted to punish you. And that's exactly what I pursued wow. was punishment. The divorce was your punishment in my eyes. Well, vengeance is mine. I will repay. Thus says the Lord. Right. That is his job. Not, not ours. Not ours. But so surviving the divorce... I mean, I know some things that you did to survive it. Oh, I mean, I had to take on other jobs. I had to cut corners, uh, financially speaking, uh, just to um, uh, deal with the, the sorrow and, and sadness. I turned to Scripture. Uh, I, I got off social media. Uh, and these were things that I, I sort of felt like I had to do. Not not so much to to survive. I just knew that some of the things that had been in my life I needed to get rid of and put on other things. And then have healthy habits replace right, those. Right, right. Um, Journaling and prayer were two yeah. huge things Becoming that were part active of his life. at my local Bible-believing church mm -hmm. where I was being counseled and discipled and being held accountable. Those were all things that were lacking. But you also served. Lacking. Right. You served right. others to kind of take the focus off of you. Yeah, yeah. So those those all aided in the process of quote surviving. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, next questions from Nicole. It reads: God has promised me resurrection and rebuilding of my marriage. However, I'm constantly asking the Lord, how can I ever trust my spouse again after he has married his affair partner? How can I ever trust all contact will be broken with her, her children, and family? How can I ever trust all feelings and desires are gone for this person? He has gotten himself so entangled. How can I ever trust again? And Amy, before you answer this question, I want to address the very first part there. And it's where she says, God has promised me resurrection and rebuilding. Right. And we need to be careful and discerning when it comes to the claim of hearing God's voice, an audible voice or something that we are being led to do. Right. Because if it is from the Lord, it will never contradict Scripture. Right. And uh, if you seek biblical counsel, there should be some level of consensus that what you are, what God has impressed upon you, it is in line with His Word. Right. All right. So... Uh, I, I just I, I just want to say that because you can you can read a lot of things these days from people who have claimed to have heard the voice of God, and a popular expression is God told me this. Right. God wanted me to tell you to do this, and uh, it it's almost a throwaway phrase because it's uh, it's something popular that I've heard a lot of people say. But then, really, when you reflect on it, uh, you got to wonder if they. If they really did hear this, right? Uh, so, and, and and I'll point to the fact that you were confident, Amy, that the path that you were on was from God. Oh, at yes. one point, yes, right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I you could you. you could say that God has told me. Well, here's what you said: God has made it crystal clear to me. Yeah, right. So, in that sense, yeah, you were hearing a voice, it but wasn't from that the wasn't Lord. from that wasn't right. from the Lord. Well, and also. Um, you know, I use the phrase, God has given me peace about this. And, you know, you, you say a lot of things. And I honestly, you know, we talked about this um, not too long ago. I really did believe 
what I was hearing was from the Lord, but I also was so far from the Lord, I could never hear his voice. That wasn't the Lord's voice. That was the, the voice of, you know, evil. Well, at that point, how could you decipher? How could you tell? Yeah. Your I, heart was so darkened. Right. And I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to look for answers from the Bible and align myself with biblical text. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because that's really important. And going on to answer this question, again, back to what Tommy said, making sure that it's in line um, scripturally, I would kind of pose the question, how can you marry someone that's currently married? You cannot. Therefore, I'm not sure how God would promise you that there would be a restoration of your marriage because God says he hates divorce and this person's currently married. It's not a covenant marriage. You know, I mean, he's married to someone he had an affair with. Right. And those circumstances aside, of course, yes, it was, it was conceived in sin. Right. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. he is currently married to someone and God would never say, well, have, let there be another sin for you to make up for what's happened. Right. And that's a good point. And I would challenge anyone to examine scripture for an example where God has told anyone to marry another person who was already married. Right. Where do we ever see that? You don't. Now we do if you recall the story of David uh, and when he pursued Bathsheba, Mm -hmm. she was married and he pursued that. And of course, well, and look how that turned out. And that was sin. Horrible. And right. Um, You you had the death of a child there. And then later on, you had all this dysfunction that was present in his, in the life of his family members. Because I mean, of he that expi- one sinful right. decision. Because he right. was disobedient. Because it, it went away from God's purpose and design. Right. And if you think back to uh, Jesus' own words, it's that marriage was designed from the beginning to be, be between one, ma- one man and one woman. Right. That was it. Right. Uh, you want to say more? Yes. I think also... I think you have to really look at this particular situation. So he has had an affair and then not only did he have an affair and not show repentance, but he doubled down on sin Mm -hmm. and he married the affair partner. So for me, I would have a very hard time knowing that this is the situation, understanding, okay, how is this person a believer? And my first recommendation in all of our, um, you know, counseling with couples, it is always, 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 is this person you're wanting to remarry a believer? If they are not, why would you marry that person currently as an unbeliever that brings on, that is not part of God's design. Go back and look at scripture. What does God say about being with someone who is not a believer? Well, she also asked the question here about trust. How can I ever trust um, 
that I guess her husband would lose all feelings and desires for his current wife. Um, and additionally, how can she trust him? Well, he's untrustworthy at this point. Right. So you shouldn't be desiring to marry a trust uh, an untrustworthy person. This is someone who is right. continuing in sin. In sin. There right. needs to be repentance mm-hmm. shown. And again, first and foremost, a relationship with the Lord and also repentance. And so, you know, for this in particular situation, and then it goes on to say, how can I ever trust again? I don't know if she really means her her ex-husband or former husband or if she means God because God hasn't fulfilled you know this promise no, but well, again going can, back to scripture hmm. what is the biblical basis for all of the like what are the biblical principles in place and God would not encourage you to desire someone that is not obtainable that is with another person. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like those are not the desires of God's heart. Right. Those are your desires. And you know, it's, it's a tough situation. It's a very tough situation. Uh, because you know, if we're coming from our own human understanding, uh, I think it'd be very easy to conclude, well, this isn't fair. God, oh, yeah. God, God, this isn't fair. I mean, right. he, he did this, and now what am I left with? But and, and now he's remarried, and what am I supposed to do? Right. You know? Right. And I mean, and I understand that line of questioning, but at the same... And it isn't the first time we've heard this type of question. Right, right. But again, in this particular situation, I say... Go back to scripture mm-hmm. and, and learn from what's happened. Yeah. And one of the main things that you can learn potentially from this situation is that this man was never a believer. And so there should have never been a marriage potentially to begin well, with. Well, and this is also, I mean, it, it, it's the type of question is a tough question. Uh, and it's not one that we just instantaneously came to arrived at the answer to I mean I I wrestled with this a lot you know and for me it it always went back to scripture it has to go back to scripture right right right? because that is the final authority so regardless of how I feel how maybe uh, unjust it appears to be right I have to say God you you have wisdom. You know this right. is what your word says. I have to believe and trust in you and know that even if in this situation that by worldly accounts might seem unjust and unfair, you will intervene and you will take care of this person here. Right. You will sustain them uh, throughout. Yeah. And, and again, I, I mean, I really think learning from past things that we've dealt with, you know, like learning through that process as to not continue that going forward, Mm -hmm. um, is very important too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we should all be in a, in a place, uh, where we are learners. We, we never stop learning. Mm -hmm. We never stop 
you know, asking for guidance and scripture to show us that the decisions that we are making are biblically aligned. The decisions that we are making are what God's desires are above my own desires. So, Nicole, thank you for that question. Um, yeah, that was a hard one. It was. It's a difficult one, and we, uh, our heart goes out to you for mm-hmm. the situation uh, that you're in. Yeah. Uh, next question from Carla, uh, and you you said something during your last response that was related to this. I know. I know. Like you quickly, know what you said. Yeah. I quickly changed it or yeah. corrected. So, yeah. It's from Carla, how do I respond to those who call my spouse my ex? During our pause, I hate that term and don't agree with it at all, nor do I like them thinking I agree with it. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. That's a very good question. You want to go uh, first Carla, I, I don't like that term either, X. I don't like how it sounds. I don't like how it's thrown around. Um, I don't like what it represents. Right. Okay, so there's multiple levels of why I have problems with that. Okay, and... Uh, Whenever we counsel, I mean, and you hear it a lot when you're dealing with people who are dealing with former spouses, right. they'll say, well, my ex, and I hear it a lot of time from people who are divorced, they'll refer, refer to them as my ex. And uh, I just know, yeah, it, it does bother me. So one thing that I do is to, rather than embrace that term, is to just use something else, which is my former, former spouse, your former spouse. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm talking with the person who's referring to them as their ex, I'll refer to them as either their name, the name of their former spouse, or the words for former spouse. Right. All right. And, and the thing is, you can't, uh, you can't expect them to have the exact same perspective that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to have a discussion with them and perhaps ask them to not refer to them as your ex and explain why, that would be a, a wonderful opportunity for you to share uh, your faith and why you're referring to it as my former spouse uh, as opposed to their perspective. I, I don't think it's something that you need to be argumentative over. Right. At, at, and I, at I wouldn't, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think it's one of those like they say it and you quickly smack it down be, be, and correct because they're, them. They're, not, they're likely not looking to upset you. Right. All right. right. That's not their motivation. So, and we need to be careful about uh, applying motive to uh, the words coming from other people. And that also, gets us into trouble. Right. And and from a, here's, I'll put on my counseling hat for a moment. Um, what What is problematic for us or what um, our conscience tells us is wrong or, you know, sometimes if it's not, you know, like one of the main um, what am I trying to say? 10 commandments. If it's not like a major 10 commandment, like this is something that's more of a conscious issue where I don't like it, but I can't apply my conscious motives to another person. So you can't conscience. Yeah. What a A conscious, I think you said conscience. (laughs) Yeah. It's two different things. So conscious. Yeah. You're alive and kicking. You're conscious. (laughs) And then our conscience. Clearly, right. um, it's okay. I went through the brain fog, right. though, with, with the COVID. So. Yeah, so... I'm, I'm getting out of it. I, but, I would say that if you asked us 10 years ago, if we were referring to someone going through a divorce we and had to talk us. about it, I would have said, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. No. But only 
having gone through what we went through and understanding the full picture and growing in our faith, I've come to reject that terminology. Right. Just because I'm for the same reason, uh, Carla, you do. Uh, I don't agree with it, and I don't like what it represents. Right. But I think also with with her not, you know, kind of like correcting or just making an angry face when it's said or anything like that, and just there, there's going to be a conversation, and when you use the words, the person's name, or my former spouse... They'll probably pick up on that. They pick up on yeah. it, and they'll be like, oh, she's saying former spouse... That doesn't mean that they're going to change and say X, but it will definitely make them pause to understand that you're not using the same terminology as them. Therefore, you probably think about it differently Mm -hmm. than they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I I would agree with how you would handle that one, Tommy. All right. Our final question here before we hit the prayer request uh, is from K, the letter K. It's an initial here. Uh, For me, it's hard to see God working in my prodigal. Looking back now, in what ways did God convict each of you or show you signs to come home? Well, Amy was already home. (laughs) She she didn't go anywhere. I mean, her (laughs) her heart left and her mind left. Uh, I I left. I don't think she means the physical home. Yeah, I, I... I always wanted to come back home and right. have our marriage restored. And you called it home. Yeah. And, and I made it clear that it was not your home anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did all the time. This is not, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, but in terms of signs, uh, from well, first off, I was convicted from the very beginning. And I knew immediately that this path that you were uh, wanting to go down, that was wrong. This right. is not where we should be headed. Uh, so there was conviction there. But in terms of, you know, after uh, a few months and then I got the um, uh, letter, mm-hmm. you know, handed to me saying that you wanted the divorce and then it all became real. Uh, yeah, I was I was looking for signs and guidance from the Lord. And uh, I've shared this story before with our listening audience about uh, how the Lord... Uh, awakened me one night and gave me a verse, um, Isaiah forty six eleven, uh, and that was uh, basically a verse that instilled great faith in me and hope, and I felt it was, uh, boy, it was like it was written just for me. Uh, we'll put the uh, link to that in our uh, episode description today if you want to hear that 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 story of all that, but. Uh, yeah, it was Isaiah forty six eleven, and that was a clear sign to me, and the one that I clung to, that verse I, I clung to, uh, that kept me uh, believing in faith that the marriage would be restored. I will do it. I will do it. I have purposed. I will do it. I mean, it it couldn't have been any clearer to me at that point what God wanted me to do. So regardless right. of uh, the pain and suffering. God was telling me, I'm in control. I know what I'm doing. Just hang on. <laughs> Just hang on. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but I'm going to be with you all the way. Uh, that was one sign for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you well, experienced 
any any signs quite like that. Well, no, but, I didn't experience any signs like that. But I mean, I, you know, I don't know that she's talking about figuratively like what we're thinking mm. anyway. But signs of um, when I was ready for Tommy to come home. And then also as the prodigal thinking, he is coming back home. You know, um, I'll answer that in a couple of ways. When I was ready to welcome him back was because I saw a huge change, a transformation in his life and a closeness with the Lord like I had never, ever seen before. Um, He was a completely different person. Um, He treated me differently. He did things differently. I mean, like he said, he was serving in church. He was a part of the boys' soccer teams um, as one of the coaches. Um, He was spending time with our children, and he was spending time with me. And You witnessed a complete transformation. Yeah. I mean, it was completely different because I remember... So that was a sign. Yeah, that was a huge sign. And, And just for reference, like, what does that look like? Before I asked Tommy to leave, it, we called it the snowmageddon. It was crazy. It just, do you remember that? It like snowed and snowed and snowed. Um, it was like, it was a perfect storm. It was the perfect storm, but it made us, um, like everything was brewing during that time and it, everything was intensified during that time. And it had snowed for like, what, two weeks straight or at least a week straight. Um, And so we couldn't go anywhere. We were stuck in our home. And, you know, for the boys and I, it was like, this was a fun time where we go out and play in the snow. And, um, and I just remember asking him one, one day, do you just not want to spend any time with us? And I thought, well, maybe that will encourage him to come outside. And it did not. I mean, he stayed inside and, um, didn't really want any part of the joy of playing in the snow with our young children. Um, I just saw a darkness. I didn't want to get cold or wet. This was me being selfish. Yeah. Okay. Then later on, it's like, wait a minute. This is an opportunity for you to spend valuable time with your wife and your children and make memories. And at the time, my heart was hardened. I was only thinking of myself, not not how I could contribute to right. the health and well-being and happiness and joy right. that our family would experience. Yeah, it was, I don't want to get cold. I don't want to get wet. Do you know how long it takes to get the boys ready and undressed once they're done in the snow? Do you know how much laundry that is? You know, and that was a completely different um, attitude that he had. And in fact... I would, I, I, would, pause, I, I, would, I would say that right there, that example, that was what you just shared. That was probably one of the milder things. Oh, yes. That probably the mildest. Yeah, the, the mildest. Okay. But so. I did mm-hmm. share that because later during our pause, it did snow again, and I invited him over. And that was kind of one of the... now don't think that, oh, she invited him over, they played in the snow, and then they got remarried. That's not how it worked, exactly. I think, think actually, I had messaged you telling you I'd be willing to bring over some chili. 
Yes. Uh, right. And so and that, that was sort of that was sort of the, the that was sort of the catalyst which right. opened you up to oh well, you all can play in the snow. Right. While we're here too. And yeah. So. And so, but that also was kind of like a test. Like, here's how he acted previously. Let's see how he'll act now. And it was just it was a completely different person that I was dealing with. So, you know, whenever you have somebody that has changed their life in such a dramatic way and only from the help of Jesus Christ. And I could actually see that. Of course, I mean, I was willing to welcome him back. And also we've shared this before, but we, um, family dated where we would spend time together. Um, the summer before we got remarried, we would often go, you know, this place, that place to the park or, um, you know, just lots of different places together as a family and spend time together as a family. And it was kind of like a, (laughs) it was kind of like a courting period. Like, is this going to work out? How is this, how's this going? Well, it was giving you a preview of what it would be like. Yes. Like if you came back home, because Tommy had always said a free preview. Yeah. That would expire after, in this case, it didn't expire. Right. But it it really was like a, I want to see how he will be in these situations. And God opened my eyes to see, look, this is real change. What you're seeing is what you're going to get. And he had always promised me, him being Tommy, that if we are restored and we get remarried, things will never be the way that they were. And praise Jesus, they never have been um, from either of us. And so, um, you know, at the point where God just kind of lifted the veil from my eyes so I could see that, look, the demise of our marriage wasn't just because of Tommy. I played a part in this too. And Part of the reconciliation process is me reconciling my relationship with the Lord, but also to Tommy and to own my part of what I had done. And at that point, I had to recognize, wow, I was the one that pushed this divorce. Like I I was the one that was the prodigal and I had to repent of those things. And so, you know, I think all of that kind of you know, it, it made me want to welcome him back. Um, but it also, you know, God gave me assurance that he has changed, you know, like I am the one, nothing that either you, Amy or Tommy have done worked to heal your marriage. None of, none of the things that we did worked. It was only through the work of the Holy Spirit and he was the one that changed both my heart and Tommy's heart from being completely calloused and hardened to being soft and a fleshly heart, um, meaning that it was softened and that we were... No longer hearts of stone. Yes. Right. Right. Well, uh, thank you all uh, for those questions. We hope we've uh, provided some satisfactory answers. And uh, I can see us doing another type show like this in the future. Yeah, uh, hopefully we'll have our words in line and speak. <laughs> we'll be a little sharper yeah. and coherent. 
Well, now is the time in our show when we mention and pass along prayer requests sent to us from our listening audience. And of course, we do this with the intent of helping to build an army of prayer warriors who can join you in the spiritual battle for your marriage. If you have a request, please email us at prayer at purposedmarriage.org and be sure to put in the subject line on air prayer. We also have a form on our website at purposemarriage.org. You can just click on that page and uh, fill out the form, and it'll pre-title that subject heading and send it to us, and we'll include it in our in a future broadcast. So here's a few that we have that we'd like to mention. This one comes from J. Mike. My wife and I have been separated since November 6th. We have had good and bad weeks since then. She has been seeing someone else off and on and will not go to counseling. She had finally agreed a few weeks ago, but did not show up to the appointment. She wants to file for divorce this week, and I'm not handling it well. And I'm going to assume that this has probably already happened then as far as, far as her uh, filing. Uh, please pray for her heart to soften to me again and for her to listen to the work God wants to do in us. And please pray for my daughters as they aren't handling the separation well either and for me to have a calmness in my heart and patience and trust in God's plan in this time. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that request. We ask that you all join together uh, and lift uh, J. Mike and his uh, family up in prayer. Uh, grateful that he is standing for his marriage. Um, and also and know that God can, I mean, God worked to restore us even after we were divorced. There was, a, there was always hope. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. And um, if, you can, if you are a member of a Bible-believing church, I, I encourage you to uh, get plugged in more and seek the support of those mm-hmm. uh, who are able to support you right now. Yeah, build Your up children a as prayer well. warrior yeah. team. Take advantage of the ministries that are yes. there that will help you. Uh, so please remember him. Uh, this next one, Amy, uh, you can go ahead and read that. Yeah, this next one is from Bob K. It says, My wife of 23 years has filed for divorce. I fight this with God alone as I am the only believer in our house. We have three daughters, one with special needs. It's taken a long time to get here. 17 years with no intimacy. Her heart is rock hard. I pray for her to find Jesus and for our marriage to be restored. Um, And we absolutely will be praying for Bob and his entire family. I know that that has to be such a difficult thing. Mm. Um, I mean, really on every level, everything that he spoke to Mm -hmm. here is so, so difficult. Um, But also I love that he has, things aligned properly. Right. I pray for her to find Jesus. That's first. Yes. Right. <laughs> and for our marriage the pr- to be restored. priority is always for them to find Jesus. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad and grateful he has that perspective. Yes. Uh, next, uh, from Matthew. My wife, M, we'll call M, talked to me finally, and she told me she is angry all the time, and that she thinks she knows why. Uh, She says she is still angry at me, uh, and that just because I apologized and let go of expectations doesn't mean that she can. 
also told me she doesn't believe my change is genuine uh, even after ton 10 months of consistent change for me. She thinks I didn't put her first above work and other things on purpose. I pray I get chances to show my change with actions. I know God is always working and helping, but it's still very hard. Thank you for helping people like me and being understanding about all of our on-air prayer requests. Um, Matthew, thank you uh, for this uh, submission here. Uh, in terms of your wife seeing changes in you, uh, it will be seen if it is something that is genuine. If God has truly changed your heart and He has transformed you, she can't help but notice it. Now, she might uh, try to excuse it away. Right. Amy did this uh, well, because but, I mean, she, didn't, she didn't understand. And it was such a drastic transformation at first. I mean, when God shook me and He uh, broke me, it, it was like night and day. And Amy... I would think it would be hard for anyone to look at that and say, well, you're just acting. This can't, yeah. this can't be real or genuine. Yeah, and so there honestly, was lots of doubt. Like I can relate to what he's saying mm -hmm. about her because I felt the exact same way with you. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, this can't be real. This can't be, you know, authentic. Um, but what Tommy said is so true. If it's, you know, genuine change, she will see that in time. And, I mean, 10 months, like ours was almost two years other people we've talked to, it's been four, eight. You know, mm -hmm. you, you can't put a time limit on these types of things. But what I would suggest is just praying that the Holy Spirit opens her eyes mm -hmm. to see. Right now, it's like she is blinded. And pray that she will see the change in you. Next one. Next one. Let me pull it back. Looks like up. it's from Tasha. Yes, Tasha. She says, I would be grateful if you could lift my family up in prayer. I'm standing with the Lord's strength for my husband to turn back to the Lord and in turn come back to our family unit. I'm in a situation where I'm constantly depending on God, which is a good place to be, but also a very hard place to be. I have to share my kids 50 50. Uh, with my husband and his mistress. Please pray for strength for myself and for my husband's eyes to be open to the truth, which will set him free. I know I'm called to stand. God is so kind to continue to confirm it to me through scripture, dreams, prophetic words, uh, and from other believers. He knows my human heart can doubt, question, and want to quit at times, and he's a kind father who reminds me when I need reminding what he has promised. He actually gave me the same verse he gave Tommy before I found your podcast. That verse is so very special to me. And you actually mentioned that Isaiah one. Isaiah 46, 11. Yes. Yeah. Uh, please pray that I can keep my eyes on the supernatural power of the Lord and not only on the super, or I'm sorry, and not only on the natural realm's hardships, um, which seem to come in waves. There is divorce looming over us right now. I know those papers are not too hard for God to handle if he does go through, if it does go through. But of course, I'm praying it won't go through. Please agree in prayer with me that God will call 
these dry bones of our marriage to live again and give me patience and strength in the waiting. Tasha from Canada. Thank you, Tasha. Uh, you said a lot of actually good things there uh, that I think will be of encouragement to those who have heard uh, your request here. Knows your human heart can doubt, question, and want to quit, mm -hmm. but he's a kind father who reminds me when I need reminding and what he has promised. And so I'd say to you, if God has given you a promise, cling to that. And, you know, I, I ask the question when people uh, say to me, well, how long should I stand? Should I give it two years, three years, five years? And my response is typically the same, and that is, why would God have you stand all this time <laughs> only to have you just do an about face right arbitrarily and, and basically side with the wisdom of the world right um he wouldn't do that all right and, and so, in her situation mm -hmm. you know i mean it's so sad to see that she has to share 50 50 that's heartbreaking him. that's torture yeah, I would and say. his, his mm -hmm. mistress but you know pray that those times that your children are not with you that the lord's hand of protection is upon them uh, and he is he is watching over them constantly and he is there to care for them and so uh, have that trust that the lord is going to and he's sovereign yeah he's going to take care of them uh Thank you, Tasha, for, for sharing that. And again, please lift her and her family up in prayer. Amy, why don't you, yeah, did you have gonna, something else you wanted to say? No, there? I was going to take this next yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you to do. <laughs> okay. Um, this next one comes from Mallory. She says, please pray for my husband to seek God for answers during our divorce. I really feel that God is wanting me to stand for my marriage and family during this time. And I hear the voice of God daily. Pray for God to bring Taylor home to myself and our children. Thank you. Yeah, we pray that um, God opens the eyes of the blind. He did mm -hmm. that during his ministry here on this earth. And when someone is running from the Lord, they're living life as a prodigal, they are blinded by the enemy, and God has to open their eyes. And I remember uh, praying that Amy would have her eyes opened and that God would do whatever it takes short of taking her life or doing something to affect our children to, to shake her and to wake her up. And of course he did, if you know our story. Uh, so he is certainly uh, capable of doing anything necessary to turn your prodigal around. And uh, Mallory, you want to trust and believe in faith that he, not, not just that he can do it, but that he will, will. do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very, very important. Right. Uh, this, this last one, um, uh, and it's, it's a special one for me. Uh, we'll go ahead and share it here. Uh, the listener prefers to be anonymous. We'll call him Dan. Uh, we'll also refer to his wife as Sarah. All right, so Dan and Sarah. Uh, please pray for Dan's marriage. He and his wife Sarah have been married over 10 years. She is now pursuing divorce. Uh, they have both served together in ministry through the years, have children together. Uh, they've attended church, but she now possesses a heart of stone, uh, wants out of the marriage, running to divorce. Uh, Dan is committed to Christ and is doing everything he can 
to save the marriage. And so I, I just want to ask our listeners uh, to lift him and his family up. Uh, tough situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of the details here. Uh, it's heartbreaking. And he shared, you know, those details with us. And really, you know, I think that there can be isolation when you're standing at times because you mm-hmm. feel like you're the only one standing. You're the only one hearing, you know, the attacks from your prodigal. But everything that he shared, they're all phrases that I used to say mm-hmm. to Tommy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah is saying all of the same lies. She's saying, she's spewing all of that because it's all coming from the same place. You know, well, Satan doesn't yeah. come up with new material. He just packages it differently. They're all the same lies. Yeah. Well, you know, he uses it because it works. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people are deceived. He's right. the great deceiver. Uh, you know, and we we talked about how uh, Sarah has this peace. <laughs> God has given her this peace. And I mentioned to Amy that, you know, it's Eve. We all know the story, the Garden of Eden, uh, when Eve took and partook of the, the fruit, fruit that mm-hmm. God explicitly said, do not take this food. Right. Uh, do not eat of this tree. Uh, she was deceived. Mm-hmm. Satan said, surely you will not die. Right. And she beheld it and she craved, she desired it. Yeah, I uh, mean, it says but she in order, looked on right, it but in order and for desired her, it. In order for her to get to that point, she had to feel good about it. She had to have a peace, right? Right. But it was a counterfeit peace. And this is the same this is cut from the, the same garment here, right. th- this, this type of piece. It's a lie. It's false. And it gives uh, folks the, um, it, it, it gives them the perception that what they're doing is okay. Yeah, it's a false hope right. and a false sense of security. But what it truly is, is it's, dece- it's deception from Satan. Right. And so um, pray for them. Mm-hmm. And I pray that his wife's eyes will be opened and that uh, the Lord will lead her back to repentance. Right. Uh, pray for her heart uh, and, of course, for their children. Um, and then ultimately that their marriage would be restored. And, you know, and, and we pray for the restoration of marriage because we want to be able to give God the glory. Exactly. Right. And humanly speaking, you know, we, we get to the point, as I did, in the course of trying to reconcile my marriage where I exhausted all of my options. I literally did everything I could do to win you back. Right. And it was ineffective because God had to transform. I couldn't reach inside right. your heart and, well, it wasn't and perform enough. that miracle. It wasn't enough. Right? Only God is enough. God, to God had to do that. Those things. And he is fully capable right. of doing that. Uh, and it happens every day. Right. It happens every day. That marriages are restored, people yeah. are healed, and and we get to hear those stories too, and that's exciting, and it's encouraging. I know it's encouraging to our listeners, um, and it's encouraging for us to receive prayer requests for you all because we will spend time praying for these things, and then we also get to see the end result. Oftentimes, they're great results that the Lord is working in a mighty way behind the scenes where you can't always see it, but in the end, you know, he, he, he does these things. Um, and his desire is restoration. I mean, right. that's what the whole Bible and, and, is and, about. And don't give up. 
because things aren't proceeding along your idea of the timeline. Right. Okay? You have right. no idea what's taking place or happening on the other side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, God is working on a whole other level. Right. Okay? Beyond our levels of comprehension and understanding. Right. But we are told to wait and mm-hmm. to trust and believe in faith, and that's what we must do. Yeah. And, I mean, I also love that we have this community of people that can come together and understand that not only is God with them, but that they have prayer warriors through our ministry even mm-hmm. praying for them. And so they can be encouraged knowing that they're not alone, that they have people praying for them, and that we are praying for them as well. And speaking of prayer, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer right now. Okay. Lord, we thank you for this time. Uh, we thank you for, Lord, everything that you have given us and what you've done for us. We thank you for your for your grace, for your mercy, your kindness, your love, and for the gift of your Son. Uh, Lord, as we think of these prayer requests that were mentioned here uh, during this episode, Father, you know intimate details of each and every one. Lord, and I pray that you would just work in a special way in each of these situations, Father. I pray that you would provide strength and endurance, hope and peace for all those who are suffering right now. Lord, and especially for the children who are uh, innocent bystanders in in these situations, Father, I pray that you would uh, bring people into their lives that will uh, help them and encourage them uh, and give them the love and support that they need right now, Lord, whether it's uh, through the local body of Christ or uh, through f- family members who uh, know you and are able to serve. Father, we pray that you would just meet all those needs. Uh, Father, as we uh, close tonight, uh, again, we want to thank you uh, for always being there through thick and thin, And even in the most desperate of circumstances, Father, we are so grateful that you are able to heal and restore marriages. Uh, Father, we we give you all the praise and glory for the things that you have done and what you are continuing to do. Lord, we love you and we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. The address is contact at purposedmarriage.org. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.